welcome back to the Hooligans Pitch. I am here with a very, very special guest, probably Canada's number one fan in the world of football, uh, Theo, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who we have not met in person yet, but have been friends for almost eight years, which is pretty crazy. I was a uh, sophomore in college when we ran into each other from, uh, how many miles is that? Roughly three to 4,000 miles apart. Yeah. For long, sure. long ways. So Theo, yeah. welcome. Glad to have you on. You were actually our second guest on the show. First on uh, on camera. Um, you are headed to the World Cup. You are the only person I know headed to Qatar. Uh, <laughs> might be the only person I ever meet going to Qatar. What is, um, what's your timeline looking like? When do you take off? What games are you going to see? Who are you excited to watch? Take it away. All right. Well, we're, we're recording this on the Monday before our departure. So the Monday before the World Cup gets underway um we leave on saturday uh we'll spend a day in paris uh we're breaking up the trip a little bit to not have a 14-hour flight and uh paris to doha is six hours so that's uh on monday like a week from today i'll be flying to into doha and uh yeah that's that's the timeline and we're we're going to be there for about two weeks okay we uh for the group stage we're We'll get into which games we're uh, we're going to, but uh, yeah, it's basically uh, a Canada trip. Absolutely, and you're going to all Canadian games. Any? Are you going to see anyone else? Yeah, we're going to see the three Canada games. So uh, our first game will be Canada against Belgium. Super exciting! Um, okay, let's just yeah. Stop on that one. What are you most excited to see uh, from Canada's viewpoint against what I would call maybe the favorite to win the World Cup this year in Belgium? Yeah, they are they are one of the favorites for sure. They're and they're coming to the end of their golden generation. This is it for them. Uh, if they don't do it this time, it'll be who knows how long before before Belgium's back in a final. Um, so what am I excited about? Well, the thing that's really exciting is that Canada's underestimated everywhere, um, despite winning Concacaf uh, handily. We uh, we still have a huge underdog tag on us. We're comfortable with that. We love <laughs> it. Um, and Belgium's defense is a little shaky and slow. And our strength is speedy attacking players. And so, look, I know that Belgium is favorite to win this game by a lot. But there's a world, there's a universe where Canada actually goes out and shocks the world. It's not unheard of in the World Cup for a, for a favorite to lose or tie their first game. And these guys, this team, is so together. This is what their strength was in qualifying. They call it their brotherhood. Our coach is a mind genius. Like, psychologically, he's... He's one of the top coaches in the world. I'm not trying to over, you know, hype him. He's just amazing. Um, John Herdman. So he's got these guys chomping at the bit. One of our players, his name is Alistair Johnston. He's a, he's a right back. He plays for Montreal. And uh, he's going to play in Europe after the winter break. I almost guarantee it. How old is he? He's 24. Okay. My favorite part of Canada is how young they are. And this like this yeah. window is pretty big for them. Um, yeah. And this is just the start of it. Yeah. So Johnston uh, was talking about, he was asked the question like, oh, are you guys prepared to take on a giant like Belgium? And he responded that he received a, a package 
from Herdman that was 64 pages on his position and how to play it against Belgium. And he said that all the players are receiving these packages and devouring them. They are so into it. They want to do this. And so, yeah, there's a universe where they, they shock the world. It, this has a lot of vibes when the United States played Belgium in the round of 16s uh, in 2014. It, it feels like that same energy, maybe not as much pressure because it is in the group That's stages. That. Um, that the game where it you was, made yeah. like 37 saves? <laughs> 16 to be precise, but yeah, it felt like 30-something. Um, yeah, that was a super exciting game, but that was a young Belgium team too. Um, so, you know, you know, that was probably right in the middle of their window. Now you're seeing them at the end and Canada's coming in right at the beginning of their window. Um, yeah. I, I, I would argue Croatia might be a tougher match. That would be their second game, correct? Yeah, I can see that. Croatia, again, another team that's maybe past their golden generation. They're old. They're good, though. They, yeah. They're rolling into this World Cup having steamrolled their group. Um, they, they beat Denmark, which is another favorite for this tournament. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting if I'm a realist, if I, if I look at the easiest path, I think for Canada to qualify for the, the next round, the round of 16, you lose to Belgium, fine. You draw Croatia and you beat Morocco. That is and then, a mirror image of what the United States did in their last yeah. round. Draw Portugal, beat Ghana, lost to Germany. There you go. And Germany went on to win the World Cup. So, you know, what, what can you do um, in that scenario? The best you can. Uh, but that's going to be a great, great group. I think there's a lot of interesting groups. Um, I did see Alfonso Davies is still a little bit injured. Do you, do you know any yeah. more news on that? Is it looking like he's yeah. going to be fit? He's Him and Bayern Munich have said he'll be fine to go for the World Cup. Uh, he's stayed with Bayern Munich. Uh, the rest of the the rest of the squad is in Doha right now. They arrived uh, two days ago after the Bahrain match. Uh, they they kept, like, they're smart. They kept Davies with Bayern because they're saying he's getting the best treatment in the world. So why would we mess with that? Sure. So he's going to join the team uh, on the eve of the World Cup, probably a couple of training sessions with the team, and he'll be good to go. He'll be his normal self. Now, what yeah. position is he is he playing for Canada right now? Because when I was doing my roster updates, they're listing him as a forward. You know, he plays left back for Bayern, but is, he's a wing yeah. back. He's playing up top as, as much as yeah. he can. Are we going to see that same type of look from him where he's going to be on the left side flanking in all the way from um, their own box, or he'll be up top for most of the game? I think uh, the plan is – this is the biggest debate in Canada, by the way. Okay. Like, where to play Davies? Because, mm -hmm. yeah, there's the school of thought. I sort of belong to it that – He's one of the best left backs in the world. Why are we not playing him at left back? We have great forwards. Uh, Jonathan David, Tejon Buchanan, Kyle Laren, uh, Junior Hoylet. Like, we are bringing so many forwards to Qatar, it's almost obscene. Um, but he was announced as a forward uh, when we announced our squad yesterday. And for Canada, he's played everywhere on the left side. Uh, he's even played in the middle. Uh, as an attacking midfielder in a couple of games. And he's been great everywhere. This is the, the gift that is Alfonso Davies. You plug him in, and he'll be the best player on the pitch, wherever. Um, so it's a little bit like uh, David Alaba for Austria, mm -hmm. where he plays an advanced position for his country because they need him there. I'm not convinced Canada need Davies that much up top, 
but you can't argue with the results when he's up there. It's just magic. Now he's easily the most marketable player with Canada, but is he? Would would you define him as your best player? Yeah, he's a player yeah. of a generation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan David is uh, not far behind. Um, he is going to get a big move this winter as well. He's at Lille in France right now. He's led the league in goals last year. This year, this is a league with Mbappe, with Messi, with Neymar. He's magic. He's awesome. And there are a few teams out there that are in need of his type of forward. I can think of one called Manchester United, uh, (laughs) where they're going to get rid of their striker in the window. Most likely. (laughs) If they can find a place that wants him. Yeah. Um, But he's exactly what they need. There's a few other teams that are in the conversation. Arsenal has been in the conversation forever, and so it's going to be um, it's going to be a record transfer for a Canadian player, because when Davies went to Bayern, he was still 17, and it was a 38 million dollar transfer, I think. Wow. Uh, David is going to get 60 to 70 million wow. transfer. That's incredible. Yeah, he's he's that good. It's it's super interesting to see Canadian players on the rise just because it's been, I mean, in my lifetime, I haven't seen anyone but Davies really play at a high level uh, in Europe. Um, you know, we've had a couple of Americans come through, but nothing nothing like Davies because of how young and, and how dominant of a team he went to. Um, yeah. You know, Byron was already rolling. It's not like they needed Davies, but they just, they utilized him in the best way possible and made him a... a really unique player um that i think any club in the world would want um Absolutely. so it, it's fascinating to watch um i'm not gonna say come to liverpool someday but i'm not gonna you know it might happen you never know i'm just gonna take my toque off because and i i know that uh before we went live i explained to you what a toque was because you're from california um yeah it's a little hot in here yeah i but, don't blame you <laughs> i would be remiss if i didn't mention steven eustachio Davies might be our best player. Steven Eustachio is going to be our key player. What position he plays, does he play? He plays a number six defensive okay. midfield. Um, he's a maestro. He is with FC Porto uh, this year. It's his first year at Porto. He's already been midfielder of the month in the Portuguese league, um, like in September. For Champions League, he's been lighting it up, scoring goals left and right. Um, and for us, for Canada, he's been just beautiful to watch. Uh, he is a dis- distributor. He is a workhorse. Um, keep an eye on Steven Estacchio. You're, you're giving me, good. you're giving me images of like a Busquets type player. Is that, is that yeah. what we're, is that what we're seeing? Yeah. Uh, even smoother than Busquets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you notice, I picked him in our champions league pool and he gave me a whole bunch of points. I was the only one who had him. I'll be honest with you. I haven't looked at it much just because it was a pretty depressing group stage for me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the worst position I've ever been in in any pool you've ever run. And uh, I need to make a major comeback. So I don't know how I'm going to pull that off yet. Never choosing uh, Holland is a terrible decision. I think we've all learned our lesson there. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, well, again, I'm going to probably watch every World Cup game like I do every single time this comes around. So I'm looking forward to every match. Um, I hope you get to stick around to see them go to knockouts. That would be an awesome story. Um, please take a ton of pictures and videos, whatever you can, post them to the Discord. Uh, it's it's super neat to, to finally see someone that I know going. And then just to keep on the world track uh, trend here, 
we're going to see 2026, uh, Canada, United States, Mexico, World Cup. Um, I plan on going to some, if not most of those games. So I hope that is the the year we finally run into each other. I know that's still four years out, which is incredible, but I can't say I'm coming to Canada anytime soon. Um, so let's make that a goal in 2026 that we, we finally meet up. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, let's uh, go ahead. We're, we're talking already of making Vancouver our, our home base for that World Cup with okay. access to Seattle. Um, just because it's convenient and we know people in Vancouver, so we can probably sleep on their couches. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, 26 is going to be exciting. Super we are, exciting. The world is coming to us. And I know you have, maybe you're too young for the 94 World Cup, but uh, that was special uh, too. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm pumped. We should be living in California, uh, or at least Colorado by that time uh, in four years. So um, Santa Clara, I think, is one of the destinations that will probably be a host. And that's right where my whole family's at. So I'd definitely be going to games there. But we do want to travel to a couple places um, just to see other uh, other you know arenas and whatnot. Um, all right, just a couple questions about your pool. You know, this has been a great thing that you have passed down to to chad and i and something we've been obsessed since we've started uh, what year did you start this pool i think my first premier league pool was in 2003 is this all handwritten this was excel spreadsheets okay but it was you can share excel excel spreadsheets um through google drive that didn't exist back then um, so what it was, is was me sending out an email version of the Excel spreadsheet to everyone every week after I'd done the stats. So <laughs> that was, that was different. Uh, I didn't have a website with, with the spreadsheet on it or anything like that. You just had to wait till you got that email. <laughs> that so, yeah, crazy. It was, it was early 2000s for sure. Okay. Okay. And when you, um, when you started this league, did it just one day you decided I'm going to do my own fantasy football league because yeah, basketball and, you know, American football was taken off and yeah. you know, there's no other pool like the one you've created. Um, yeah. The, so the NFL pool is another, Oh, I've lost you here. Hold on. I can hear you. We're okay. I'm okay, okay. on my end. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I had an NFL pool at the time. I was huge into fantasy football, that type of football. Um, and in 98 was the France world cup. And that's the one that really captured my heart. Uh, anyways, for a number of reasons, then as that world cup was done, I was like, okay, well, I'm not done with soccer. I I love this thing. So how do I keep it going? And coincidentally, like this is when broadcasters in Canada started broadcasting the premier league. And so a few years in, I was like, okay. I love fantasy sports. Uh, there's nothing really available uh, to Canadians uh, for fantasy uh, soccer. I'll do it. I have a bunch of friends who will be on board, and let's just do it. And I was uh, the Voyageurs are the Canadian supporters, right? Um, I was on a a really primitive chat board in 1999 or whatever when we started this and I put out the word that I was starting this thing. And yeah, like you said, it was different than others because I, I'd had nothing to base it on. 
And the only other pools that were available were those money pools where you have a budget. And I never liked those. Um, I wanted to be based purely on players you like and with some limitations and uh, the stats that you could actually, while watching a game, you could count them as it's happening. That was my, my philosophy when I, when I created this pool. It's worked out. We're, uh, we're 20 years in. That's uh, crazy. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I'm really happy you guys took it over. Uh, in my career, my career got a little crazy in the past couple of years. And so it took a lot of, of uh, time away from doing uh, the work uh, of the pool. And so I'm really grateful that you guys took it over. And I, it couldn't have gone to better or more dedicated people. I, I absolutely love what you guys are doing. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Um, you know, we've always had a passion for the leagues you've ran and just uh, soccer in general the last decade. Um, for me, you know, I've always been around the sport. Um, when I was playing it when I was little, um, my family hosted Liverpool youth players and coaches when I was little. So I was always around the game, which is how I fell in love with Liverpool. Um, still friends with them this day. I went to Europe a couple years ago for their wedding, but I never really got heavily involved within the sport until the 2006 world cup, um, when the United yeah. States and Lana Donovan kind of made a name for himself. And then, you know, throughout high school in that time period, I, it just, it just kept growing and growing and growing, finding your league in 2014, um, just even, it made me realize how much more there was to just watching the games. And now, you know, I don't think we're going to stop this league. My, my girlfriend's now a huge Arsenal supporter. Uh, I test her all the time when I'm saying, Hey, did you see how Arsenal did today? And she goes, Oh, they don't play tomorrow till 6am. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You are, you're paying attention. So she'll be in yeah. this league next year. She's doing the world cup pool this year for the first time. Um, she's in our survivor pool, so she's getting super involved. So, you know, my mom's involved now. My dad's involved. My whole, I'm trying to get my whole family involved, um, especially with the World Cup coming in four years. There needs to be a hype coming to the States uh, because I think it could be a big year for us, too, because of how young we are. You know, this I'm not expecting anything this World Cup. I think this is going to be a weird transition, especially because we didn't make it in 2018. In 2014, we, you know, that was the end of our golden era, too. Um, so this is going to be a, a test. And I think, um, you know, if we do, if we do decently, it just, you know, huge expectations for 2026, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. I can't, I can't believe this thing starts in six days. What a, what a strange time to have it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I don't have much more to say than other than let's, you know, let's get these games started. Yeah. You're right about the timing. Uh, when when we played that game against Jamaica in March, uh, which was a clincher, but even before that, we sort of could see it coming that Canada was going to qualify. Uh, Laura, my wife, and I, we sort of looked at each other and we were like, "We we have to do this." Like, it's, like for me, I I told you about '98. '98. I also like was wondering what am I going to watch, but I also wondered, well, what's Canada doing? Why isn't Canada involved? Right. And like I said, I joined that that chat group online, the Voyageurs. Um, and it, there's been some dark, dark times for us since then. Um, this is special for us. This is... There's 25,000 Canadians going to Qatar. Wow. That's a huge number. It is a huge number. And the fever is starting to pick up here in Canada. Um... It was it was sort of happening when we were in the qualifying, the final qualifying stages. 
uh, people were getting on board. So there was that lap, that, that, lap, that low over the summer. But in the past weeks, our media has really, really started going all out for Canada and its, its soccer team going to Qatar. It's, uh, and, and for a fan who's been there since 98 and gone through all those, up, not very many ups, lots of downs, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a dream come true. It really is. It really is. I never thought that they could get to this World Cup. Um, I, my hopes were dashed too many times in the past and, uh, I was sort of always pessimistic about our chances. Um, and so when, when these young players started coming through and like Davies and David and Stachio, super exciting. It's just, it's amazing. And we couldn't have done it without the MLS. Uh, that was a big big thing for Canada, having three teams with academies, um, with players who couldn't, like if you were 14 and you were a good soccer player in Canada, uh, in 2002, there was no pathway for you. You had to go to Europe at 14 years old. Uh, I imagine that just didn't happen very often. Yeah, it it did, but not often, like you Mm -hmm. said, because what 14 year old is, is built that way. Right. Uh, Julian de Guzman. Yeah. Um, Atiba Hutchinson, yeah. But other than that, it was really tough. So we didn't have players playing high-level club football. And when when Toronto FC came about, Montreal, Vancouver, with their academies, there was that. There was still a, a big step missing, but there was at least that, and that created a lot of Canadian talent. Now we have a, a clear pathway every step of the way with the Canadian Premier League. Um, Anyways, I'm rambling on, but like, just to, everything to say, this is the culmination of a long, long journey. It, 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 I, I will say never take a World Cup for granted. I, we learned our lesson in 2018 when, when we lost to, uh, to Trinidad and Tobago. That was, I, I remember exactly where I was, uh, the moment when we lost. It, it's something that's seared into my memory, and I never, I, I was so in to uh, the men's national team during that year. So hyped to go to that World Cup. And then yeah. that was like the biggest letdown. I, I don't want to say of my life, <laughs> but it was, that, it was that moment when you've rooted for something so hard, especially four years ago when we did, you know, pretty damn good in the World Cup as far as my standards go on the world, on the world uh, stage. And then just to be let down like that, that hurt. Um, so now we're going back. You know, I'm trying to keep expectations low. Uh, but it, it, again, it's... The World Cup is something special that, um, you know, after this, as it, maybe is it, is it 2026 when we go to 40 teams and we expand? Yeah. So, you know, it'll be a little different then. I don't want to say it's easier for teams to get in, but it'll just be a little little different for uh, for some countries. Yeah. Um, it is. So this one just feels a little extra, like a little extra special to be the last one of that kind of format. And to that point, it would, it was. It would have been great in 26, no matter what, for Canada as a host country. But to qualify for the World Cup and prove that we can do it uh, before getting the automatic, you know, slot into 26 was extra special. Yep. These players, it was important to them to, to do this, to show the world, yeah, we, we belong. It's not because you're giving us a, a gimme, a freebie. Yep. No flukes. No flukes. Well, Theo, this has been a great chat. I'm uh, I'm super excited for you. I hope Canada does awesome uh, in this next two weeks. 
Uh, I'll be rooting for them for sure. It'd be amazing to see them go into knockouts. Uh, I hope we do not have to play you. It would be a dream to see the United States versus Canada in the finals. Uh, You never know. Hey, you never know. Um, But yeah, we'll leave it with that. Fly safe. Have a great travel. Have a great vacation. I hope y'all make it to knockouts and you can stay in Qatar for just a little bit longer. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, I hope so too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, Theo. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye.